Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am the host and hostess with the mostest, Charlie Sabrina Miller. And now let's give it up for that band. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love them. They get better every week. I swear they do. This week our band is Chicken and Rice, or as we say around here in Southern California, Arroz con Pollo. And I'm sure you probably say that in other parts of the, uh, uh, at least the North American continent and other places around the world for sure. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome aboard this, (laughs) oh, this crazy podcast, stream of consciousness podcast that I call Changes in Latitudes. Thanks for joining me, episode 92 uh, this week, the main topic is making it up as I go along. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a little bit. We're on number six of the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny, so then we got that coming up. We do have a secondary topic this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, sex. I'll just say it. We're going to talk a little bit about sex. We do have an email for our listener feedback section. And welcome new listeners. If this is your first episode, if this is the episode of my podcast that you said, hey, I'm going to give this one a listen, and it happens to be this one, welcome aboard new listeners. Thanks for joining us. Returning listeners, binge listeners, sporadic listeners, listeners who said, hey, I'm going to listen to this one. And you chose this one by roll of a dice or maybe a blind click of the mouse or however it came upon your player, so it's entering your ear holes. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, Before we get into the main topic, let's talk a little bit about the last, well, actually the last two episodes, and that's just because of the way the uh, recording schedule went. Episode 90, not trans enough. You know, I went off on a bunch, a bunch of tangents. I mean, whoa, all over the place, tangents. And I realized, in the editing process, of course, I realized that I may have offended some people out there. And, you know, I could say that probably for everything I say because I can't please everybody all the time. That's just impossible. I think we all know that. But to the listeners that are loyal enough to keep coming back and listen to me ramble on about whatever the hell I'm going to be talking about week to week, uh, if I offended you on anything I'd said, I apologize and I appreciate you coming back for more. And realize at the end of every episode, if you don't listen through all the way through the end of the episode, I highly suggest at least doing it once, maybe twice, so you can hear the disclaimer at the end of it. Everything I say in my show is my thoughts and my feelings and my views of the world and how I tackle different things or observe different things. And, you know, it's not going to please everybody all the time. So realize that. Also, during the secondary topic, uh, I played a song. 
which I spoke about, you know, not immensely, but enough. And I realized after I had hit the end record button that night that I, I kicked myself in the head and said, shit, I didn't give hardly any, if any, information about the singer, Maurice Chevalier. I mean, this guy, he was a superstar for his time. I mean, he was born in 1888 and died in 1972. He was a French actor, a cabaret singer, an entertainer, and is uh, best known for his for the, the handful of songs, um, Louise, Mimi, Valentine, uh, Thank Heaven for Little Girls, which was uh, from one of the films he did. I believe it was Gigi. He just did a ton of stuff. So take a few moments and go Google Maurice Chevalier, and you'll find out more about him. Uh, I mean, in IMDb, now, granted, he died in 72, long before the Internet was anything. Uh, the movie he's mostly known for is Gigi, but he has 73 soundtrack credits, and he's still getting soundtrack credits because of his songs being used in current movies. But more importantly, he also had an acting credit in 63 titles and a writer's credit on three titles. So the guy was a big star back in the day. So if you're not sure of him, take a moment, go Google Maurice Chevalier. All right, episode 91, last episode, Everyone Hates Their Bodies. Uh, again, I realized, uh, like, the day after I recorded, you know, I packed up everything and was getting ready to edit, and I actually hadn't started editing, and I realized, shit, I totally forgot to talk about me hating my body, because, like I said, everybody does, but I didn't share mine. <laughs> so here's a little quick recap. My weight is is probably one of the bigger ones out there. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but I think weight is common for everybody. Most people don't like the weight that they're at. Either they're too heavy, which seems to be the most common. And then for a, for a good percentage out there, a lot of people think they're too skinny. And yes, there are so many medical interventions that can be used and done to, oh, let's just say correct those things. Not that necessarily... <laughs> Not that they necessarily correct them, but you follow me there. Uh, so my weight, um, my back is another one because I have uh, degenerative discs, which is never fun. And uh, my voice, actually, are the top three things. Uh, my voice, I wish I had a little bit more range as far as uh, uh, register range, high to low uh, range in my voice. And... Even in making this list, I realize that there are things I can do. My weight, well, eat healthy, get a little more exercise, and, you know, try to maintain a little healthier, oh, I don't like to use the word lifestyle, but you know what I mean. But then again, life is short. We only live once, and I'm not going to deny myself bacon. <laughs> I mean, in moderation, of course, but I'm not going to deny myself that. My back, well... That is an ongoing process, especially if you know anything about degenerative disc. It's there, and it's just something that you got to work through and deal with. And that kind of falls into my weight in the sense of being physical and maintaining core support, body, body core support, and things like that. So that's something that I'm working on. And as far as my voice goes, yes, I could work hard on that and warm up my voice and stretch my voice and, and well, really work hard on that. But then everything boils down to time, uh, usually to uh, strengthen the back and, and lose weight, exercise time. And, and that's not totally hard to find, but it can be hard to schedule, we'll say. So there's one thing that I am working towards, scheduling a little more time to be a little more physical. And as far as my voice goes, that's something that uh, 
Well, you need more like one-on-one or just by yourself time to go through things like scales and, you know, warming up the voice and such. So it's either a one-on-one class with a, with a professional teacher, we'll say, an instructor, or the time to focus on yourself and your voice and things like that. And that's also kind of hard to find the time alone because, you know, it's hard enough to find time alone to record much less try to find time to do some vocal warm-ups and things. So the end is out there. The results can be had in my own personal situation. It's just a matter of making it happen. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people is we get, oh, I don't know, sidetracked, I'll say. So that's that seems to be one of the biggest dilemmas. Um, Also in episode 91, after listener feedback, I added in a song that I didn't announce. It's kind of a surprise. I'm sure a good handful of listeners out there are going to recognize it. It's Star Trekkin, which was released by the group called The Firm in uh, 1987. I first heard it on a uh, Dr. Demento radio program, and then later a Dr. Demento, I think it was a cassette first, and then definitely on CD later. And it was it's just one of those fun, fun songs about Star Trek, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. All right, you can find that and all past episodes on the internet at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher, facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. Email is changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, CIL Podcast. And while you're out there on the internet, go on over to patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. And consider becoming a patron of the arts, a patron of the show, a patron over at Patreon, and support Changes in Latitudes podcast. This particular episode is brought to us by Tom Slayton, TomSlayton.com, and 500px.com forward slash TWPS. Now, Tom Slayton is a friend of a friend. And now you've heard me mention Tom Slayton in previous episodes. He's the sponsor of the show. He contributes to the show every week. So go out and show TomSlayton.com some love. Now enough of this housekeeping stuff. Let's get into the main topic. All right, main topic. Hey, everybody. Making this up as I go along. That's our topic today. And boy, howdy ho, is that not true? <laughs> Long time listeners, I'm sure you've noticed by now that my microphone and sound is slightly different. And that's because I'm using my mobile mic, you might say. And the reason I'm using that is because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I have degenerative disc. And at the time that this is being recorded, I have had a pretty major flare up. So much so where I have to either be constantly moving because standing still or sitting hurt or lying flat on my back. So what you're hearing is the in-between times of those physical movements (laughs) or resting periods. So as of right now, I'm kind of just sitting, bearing and grunting and getting through the show. And in a moment that you won't hear, I'll be lying down or taking a short stroll around the house, the yard, and stretching my back out, and then come back and pick up where I left off recording. So that's why the uh, sound might be a little bit different than the average episode. And uh, I, I don't want to say I apologize for it, but I, I know that I got some longtime listeners out there that are going, wow, it sounds a little different this episode. I wonder what's going on. Well, that's what's going on. Now, as far as the topic of making this up as I go along, uh, if, this, if you're a first-time listener, this might not be the best episode to listen to because there is no formal topic, as I said. 
Each episode, I do try to gather a technical, formal topic. It becomes the title of the episode, and I spend, I try to spend anywhere from 20 minutes at the bare minimum to, I think the longest I went on a topic was probably close to an hour in the past. I don't remember which one, but I, I try to shoot for around 40, 45 minutes, you know, 20 to 45 minutes talking about a topic, and then we move on to the other parts of the show. Well, in putting topics together... It takes a lot of brain power if you can't figure that out right now, you know, thinking about a topic and then thinking about what points of that topic I want to say and putting it into an outline form, not a script, but just an outline form so I can hit point by point by point. And when I was putting the uh, the show, show lists together, the list of episodes, what I wanted, where and when, and I said, you know, I can't think of a topic right now. You know what? For shits and giggles, I'll make an episode and title it, making it up as I go along, and that's literally what I'll do when I record. And so that's literally what I'm doing right now. I've got a small couple outline things to talk about, but not a hell of a lot. <laughs> and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, the listener. I mean, you're here taking your time listening to me, so you know I'm going to be honest and upfront with you, as I am with pretty much damn near every episode. I mean, there might be some things that I hold back from my own personal privacy. And that's because, you know, that's what people do. <laughs> but, um, as far as everything else goes, I'm pretty, pretty honest on everything I say. Uh, I may realize after the fact that I'm full of shit and I'll mention it in a future episode. Like I do, like I did earlier in this episode, I talked about 90 and 91. Um, well, here's what's happening. As I make these shows, you know, as I sit down, like I'm doing now, I try to imagine some of my listeners you know, uh, sitting there listening with their headphones or their earbuds or maybe driving along in the car and having it put over the stereo or maybe they have it live on their computer at their desktop or laptop or something. I don't know. There's so many ways to listen. I mean, obviously, the most common one is to put it on a portable device and plug your headphones, earbuds into your ears and be on your merry way while you listen to somebody talk. And that always makes me wonder who's listening. Because I have about, oh, about 12 regular, I'm going to call them listeners, who consistently reach out to me on a regular basis, whether it's after every episode, whether it's, you know, a few times a week, whether it's multiple times a day. I mean, it, it, it ranges. It totally ranges. So there's about a dozen people that do that. And it's very cool. You, you all know who I'm talking about because I write back to you. I respond to you. It might take me a little bit of time, but I do get back to you. Now, what I'm talking about is in my little uh, program that I use or the program on the Internet that I use to keep track of how many, how many downloads each episode gets, um, when an episode is released, I keep an eye on it for the first four weeks You know, see how long it Because I know not everybody listens in its first release. I understand that. Usually people like to you know, keep a bank of a couple episodes. So they always make sure there's something to listen to when it comes to their specific podcasts. So some people keep a week or two buffer right there. All right. So I keep a track. I keep an eye on it, keep track of it for about a month, about four weeks after it's dropped. Well, in the first week, it usually the episode, depending on the title and if there's a guest, of course, it's different every time, but usually that episode gets between 60 downloads and 100 downloads in the first seven days that it's dropped, which is a remarkable thing. I love that. Don't get me wrong. That's awesome. And so I take into consideration that some of those downloads are people that are banking episodes. So, all right, fine. That's cool. 
Uh, some are obviously the ones that are listening right away over the first few days that it drops. And then as I watch the episode go for the next three weeks, the download count goes anywhere from as low as 120 up to, oh, I'll say about 170. There's a few episodes that reached 200 in that first month of being downloaded. And those are episodes with guests or a heavy topic or something like that. I, I, I get that. I understand that. So the average is about, oh, 120 to maybe 180, I'll say. And that's in the first month. So if we say we've got, we, the royal we, me, if, if I say that I've got in the first week at the low end, 60 downloads, and at the end of four weeks at the low end, about 120 downloads, that's, that's a pretty substantial amount of people downloading and listening to the show. But what boggles my mind is why do I only have about 12 people getting back to me on a regular basis? And some people are new. Some people are the ones that, uh, that uh, you know, notice the shows and then they binge listen to all of them. Or uh, it, 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 The variables are so crazy out there. But if I'm getting a, at the low end, 60 to 120 people downloading and hopefully listening because <laughs> that might be something else. They just need to be downloading the show and banking it for some other time. I know because I do that. Longtime listeners know that I'm a horrible podcast listener, but I'm a pretty good podcast host because I'm trying to get these episodes out on a regular basis, timely basis to make sure that you have them to listen to. And so it boggles my mind when all those downloads happen, but yet nobody responds. And I understand that it's kind of part of the medium. It's kind of part of the whole podcasting thing. You know, you don't, you, you think about contacting the, the, the podcasters, you know, whether it's just a solo show like mine or a show like the Nerdist where there's, you know, three, four people and a guest on it or whatever. I understand that you think about responding to the, oh yeah, I'm going to have to write that person about this thing. And then you forget because you continue to listen to the end, the rest of the episode and you forgot about whatever you're going to write about and it slips your mind. Well, I'm saying if you got something to say, pause the show right now and write me an email or message me on Facebook or something. Just, just stop what you're doing. Pause what you're doing. Pause listening to the show. Pause whatever you might be in the middle of if you can pause <laughs> and respond because the response is a huge part of the, 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 the synergistic relationship of podcasting. You know, I mean, I sit and I put together a show and, and, and I think I've mentioned this in past episodes, but let's just take an easy, easy numbers. If I record, well, let's back up. If I, if an episode is published and it's around an hour, let's just keep math easier here. So let's say an episode is an hour long. You can bet that I recorded for about an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. Sometimes longer if I have to look up some stuff and refresh my mind on topics or information or whatever it is, you know, case by case, week by week, episode by episode. But I'm usually recording for about an hour and a half. And then I sit down and let's just say, you know, the end episode, the ending length of an episode is an hour. It takes me about three hours, maybe a little more, to edit what you hear. And that's just taking out the ums and the breaths and the pauses and the, the stumbling over my tongue and tripping over certain words because, you know, I'm human and longtime listeners and new listeners go back to the episode called I'm Not As Think As 
I'm not as think as you drunk I am because I talk about my dyslexia and that also factors into the editing process because sometimes I can't speak <laughs> or I mispronounce a word and I have to figure out how to fucking pronounce it or something. But just rule of thumb, if, if an episode is an hour long, you can bet that I spent about three hours editing it. And that's also adding in the music and everything else. And I'm not talking about rendering time where it renders all the things together and creates a nice little sound file for you folks. No, I'm talking about the sitting down, listening, and editing out the stuff that I don't want in the show. It's about a three-hour process. And some shows are faster than three hours. Some shows are a little more. This is all average stuff. Okay? Okay. So, let's just recap. We got an hour-long episode that you're listening to, which takes me about an hour and a half to record. So there's an hour and a half of my time, plus three hours of editing time. So now we're up to four and a half hours. And let's just average out the research part of it. And the research part of it is going to be, okay, coming up with the topic, looking up information about the topic, thinking about my own personal responses to that topic, how that topic affects me or whatever case may be, because every topic's a little bit different, right? Right. Well, um, to put an outline together takes about an hour and a half to two hours, depending on the topic and what it is. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's a little more. It just, I'm talking averages here. So let's just average it out to be a script takes about an hour to write, right? A script, an outline takes about an hour. So we had four and a half hours of recording and editing. Let's add another hour on there for the writing process, the outline writing process. So now we're up to five and a half hours. And that's editing and recording and writing. Well, now there's the publishing aspect of it. And that's just making sure my show notes go into the blog uh, settings as you know as smoothly as possible, making sure the links I'm sharing are linked making sure that it's going out at the right time and checking levels of the uh, episode, make sure it's not too soft, not too loud, all those things that I usually don't count time for. That's about an hour process, maybe a little less than an hour, but to keep the math easy, we're going to put it at an hour. So we're now up to six and a half hours. And then the whole scheduling thing, which takes about 20 minutes, depending on uh, the, the speed of the internet and my so we're looking at about eight hours per episode, give or take, give or take a little bit. Obviously, certain episodes are different, but let's just keep it easy. It's about eight hours. Put a show together, a full episode, an hour long show. So if the show is going to run over an hour, hour and a half or so, let's say, add in more time. You know, 30 minutes in listening takes about an hour and a half more of editing, you know, with my rule of thumb here. So I'm throwing that out there so you guys know what I do outside of what you hear. So when I see, you know, 160 people, 120 people, not people, um, downloads happening per episode in an average month, you know, four-week time process, process, and yet I get only about 10% or less in response and I'm talking responses, not just in emails. I'm talking responses on Twitter and Facebook as well. And there's the occasional response on Google, but not too often because I'm not too prominent on Google. It's there, but it's not prominent, like I said. So the big question that comes back to me is where the hell is everybody? 
if I get response for 10% of the download count, well, I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is 10% return a good thing? I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good thing when I'm sitting here pouring my time and energy and heart and soul and brain and all that into an episode. I mean, 10% seems, you know, kind of low. I mean, you spend a dollar and the, to, to do something, whatever it is, and then you get 10 cents back because you went and did it. You know, let's say you paid a dollar to go through some sort of, I don't know, haunted maze at, at Halloween time, right? And you make it through the maze, and just for making it through the maze, you get 10 cents back. So now it only costs you 90 cents. Oh, I guess that's not so bad, but it's not really that, you know, fulfilling. If you were told at the beginning, hey, walk through this scary corn maze, and at the end we'll give you back a dime. Um, no, I'll keep my dollar. <laughs> you know, what if it was, you know, here, spend a dollar and at the end we'll give you 50 cents back. All right, that's a little better. That makes a little more sense. 50 cent, 50% 50 return. I'll take it. So this, this 10% return thing has been, um, I don't want to say boggling, but it's been in my head on and off for about six months now. And it just makes me wonder. And... I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I'm going to say this to you folks. Message me, email me, let me know your thoughts on it. But again, as I just said, not many people do. So stop right now what you're doing and write to me. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts on this. And then it makes me wonder, you know, are people just downloading and not listening? You know, are they like me where they're a year and a half behind their listening? Not a year and a half, but a year and a couple months, so three months or so behind in their listening that they um, just haven't had a chance to listen to the shows yet, but yet they download them? I don't know. Um, do people just download and just not to choose not to respond to anything? Because, you know, I've, I've asked people to respond to so many different things and nobody does. For example, the countdown list from the very beginning of the early, early episodes, I, I've been asking, hey, if you've got a countdown list, send it to me. And I'll be upfront and honest and frank with you folks. Not one, not one response has come back with any sort of countdown list of any nature, of any sort. That's why we're going through the jokes right now, to be quite honest, because... I wanted to have something fun, and I wanted a countdown list, and that's what came across my path. But that's for later. That's not now. Do people just not respond? Are people just so in their own world that they just can't respond? You know, or, or maybe they're in a situation where they can't respond. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But I hope you understand my side of this. Um, and as I said a moment ago, is 10% return, 10 to 12, 10 to 15% return a good thing? I don't know. Like I mentioned, I'd rather get 50 cents back at the end of that maze. Oh shit, I'll take a quarter back. I'll spend 75 cents to go through the maze and you give me a quarter back at the end. You know, spend a dollar to go in and give me 25 cents at the end so it ends up being 75 cents. That's okay. 25% return, I'm okay with. But 10%, it's just so freaking mind boggling. Uh, let's see, making this up as I go along. Next thing that's kind of... But the big thing that's really happened in the last week since I've put the previous episode together was uh, a flare-up with my uh, lower back in the degenerative disc arena that's uh, going on in my life. Um, no idea how it developed. Um, 
part of it was having some sort of desk job for far, far too long and having a desk job that uh, came with a lot of stress, stress that was not uh, needed, not necessary. I will admit some of the stress was self-inflicted because of uh, the sense of pressure that came from like my boss's boss's boss. Okay. The people up above had this sense of, of, you know, get the job done or something bad may happen presence about them. Not my immediate supervisor, not even, uh, that supervisor's boss, those two levels of management, uh, actually worked very well for me at that location, but it was, you know, above my boss's boss that the, 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 the thought process of, well, you better get this done. We got to meet deadlines. We got to meet your matrices. We got to meet your numbers, blah, 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 blah. And every job has that. I get that. I understand that. But that presence of, of pressure, at least in people like myself who, you know, want to do a good job, make sure the job is done correctly the first time, you know, measure twice, cut once sort of mentality may take a little bit longer to get the job done, but the job is done correctly the first time and no one has to go back and clean it up unless some anomaly happens that you can't expect. And then you have to go back. Okay. That's fair. That's normal. That's, that's what happens in businesses. But that's the type of person that I am. I, you know, I take a little more time to get the job done right the first time rather than just speed through it the you know as fast as I can and then deal with any issues that come out in the end mostly because I don't like to go back and have to redo my work because I spend time making sure it's correct the first time and yeah there are things that happen you know beyond control that you can't expect and so yeah sometimes you have to go back and fix mistakes okay fair but at most of the time I don't. I don't like to do that because I, as I said, my favorite, one of my favorite slogans, measure twice, cut once. And so, so, so I had this, this pressure from, from up above all the way, the trickle down effect, which anybody that's worked in corporate America could probably understand. And so there was that pressure and stress from the job itself. Then there was that self-inflicted stress of my own, you know, make sure I'd get this done correctly. And because in this whole process, the, the work involved increased. So now the, the workload became more, which, you know, also makes it seem like you don't have enough time to get things done. And which was very true for quite a long time. And so just sitting at a desk job and being stressed out from my own and from above, um, really accentuated what was already there in my body. Because I've always had a tender back, say, you know, I got to always, always had to be careful of it, you know, twisting wrong or bending wrong, standing up wrong, lifting something incorrectly. I mean, that's always been there for long ass fucking time. But with this particular job, it really accentuated it. Well, in the last week, in just doing some stuff around the house, I don't know what happened. I was, uh, I stood up. And that incredible pain right in the lower back just hit me. And uh, my own personal experience, if, if I'm standing, it hurts. If I'm sitting for any length of time, it hurts. If I'm moving, like walking or kind of uh, 
strutting around, shifting weight from side to side. It doesn't hurt as much. And then, of course, lying down on my back or my side, depending on the time of day and the pain and blah, 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 also uh, alleviates it. So my physical limitation, my physical abilities are very limited when something like this flares up and it's not fun. Um, it's as if there is a huge weight on my, uh, hips, pulling my legs down and it takes effort, effort, extra effort to, to move them, to, to just to walk or lift or move or whatever, obviously can't move too fast. Um, well, I'll, I'll amend that if I'm walking and I've got a good balance going and good momentum going, walking actually becomes easier. In fact, walking is one of the better things I can do. And it's kind of a catch 22. I should walk to get better, but walking after, you know, too much walking hurts. So I got to find some comfortable common ground for that. So that's, what's been going on most recently in my life. And it doesn't, it doesn't make things easy at all. Uh, washing dishes becomes hard. Um, watering our garden, a limited small garden, thank God it's small, uh, becomes a challenge. Cooking, uh, anything standing still, you know, kind of like dishwashing sort of aspect, uh, just isn't, isn't a fun place to be. And I, I feel like I constantly have to move to stretch. In fact, you might even hear me moving around right now or in the last few minutes trying to stretch out my back. Um, and that's just because I think I've been in one position too long for this section of the show now. And it's sad because there's not much that can be done to alleviate this. I mean, there is, there is certain precautions, there's physical therapy, uh, but in the long term, uh, the only thing that really solves it and doesn't necessarily solve it is back operation, which I, where they fuse certain discs. I mean, there's different options, but one of the more common ones is they fuse the discs together, which I'm not, I'm not high on the list of wanting to get that done to be quite honest. I just, I'm not, it's not high on my list of what I want to get done. I would rather try to walk and stretch this out on a daily basis than deal with something like that. At least at this point in my life, who knows five, 10 years from now, who knows? So that's that. Oh, another thing I've, I've, I've been meaning to mention all month is happy pride month, folks. Happy Pride Month. June is Pride Month. And, you know, I have to apologize for not saying this earlier in the month, but here in San Diego, and I don't know why, but here in San Diego, our Pride festivities happen in July, uh, mid, mid to late July, depending on where the calendar is. And I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, the only thing I could think of is, you know, the, if Pride happens in major cities throughout the month of June... If San Diego has their Pride weekend in July, it offers an opportunity for all those people that went to all those other cities a chance to come to San Diego and have a second Pride celebration. So, and since San Diego is a tourist town, that kind of makes sense. Another thing is, uh, if you're not aware, and most people are, we have the San Diego Comic Con convention that's just been growing and growing and growing for oh, decades now. And uh, I'm not a huge, you know, comic book fan. I mean, I appreciate it, but the amount of people, uh, I don't do crowds like that. Uh, if I was to go to Comic-Con, I would be one of those people that would stand back and watch the cosplay players and take pictures of them. Uh, because to me, that's more, 
enjoyable to watch, to people watch. And then, of course, if there's anybody speaking on a panel, yeah. But, again, I'm not not too keen on crowds, so it's a catch-22. It's something I'd like to see, but I don't want to go through the rigmarole of hassle of, of one, the cost, because the cost is pretty pretty up there. And then the crowds. I'm just not big on crowds like that. Too too crazy for crowds, to be quite honest. Um, so so back to Pride. <laughs> um, happy Pride Month, everyone. Uh, I hope that your Pride weekends have been uh, festive and fulfilling and fun. And since I am on Pride, I, I don't usually like to talk about stuff like this because it just brings everybody down. And, and we, as a culture, don't need to perpetuate negative information. But I'm going to briefly talk about um, the Orlando situation that happened in mid-June, early mid-June. Uh, I, I am flabbergasted that there are people that would do something like that. It uh, is horrible. And... Uh, again, because it is such a horrible thing, I, I haven't followed up on the story. I, I don't want that negative stuff because it upsets me every time I hear about it, read about it, etc. So, uh, despite that travesty happened in Orlando, and uh, that would be June of 2016 for anybody listening after the date, just horrible. And I hope that that did not impact your pride celebrations. If anything, I hope it made it more exciting to stand up and, and be proud for whatever you are proud of within Proud Pride Weekend. And um, like I said, I hope it didn't affect you too much. Because if when, with these negative stories that come into our lives, if we you know, read about them and harbor them and try to figure them out and, and just talk about them all the time, we're perpetuating that negative energy. I'm not saying ignore it because, it, you know, ignoring it is not a good answer either. Be aware of it. Get the facts. Do your own sort of digestion and and uh, and uh, working through it and and then move on. Think or bring more positive energy. Um, that's, that's my suggestion. So again, happy, happy pride month. Uh, and since we're still in the whole making it up as I go along part of the show, uh, I don't understand. I really don't understand the download count versus the response back. I don't. I mean, I, I, I've thought about it in so many ways. I, I, like I say, there's about a 10, maybe 20% uh, response, audience feedback. As, as I've said before, there's like a 10, maybe, maybe at times 20% audience response, audience return on what's being said. Okay. All right. Let's just say that that's average and normal. So I can only guess that there might be an identical amount of people listening and not saying anything. You know, if I get 10 to 20% of my, you know, response, Coming back to me, the question came up is how much is not? How many listeners are just not responding for a number of reasons? It's not their thing. They don't want to uh, say what they're thinking. They don't want to have it, you know, 
journaled in an email. They don't want me reading it on the air. I mean, so many different factors. Maybe they're not out to themselves or their family yet, and they just happen to be listening. Who I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. And, and so then, because I don't know that, the next question is, well, how many of them are listening? You know, if 10 to 20% are saying something, is it the same that aren't? You know, is there 10 to 20% that aren't saying anything? And if that's the case, then that means I've got 20 to, you know, 40% of the downloads listening that I know for a fact. But the question is, I don't know. The question is, I don't know, or not the question. The statement is, I don't know how many people are listening. It's, it's crazy and baffling, and, and I'm sorry if this is boring to you, the listener. But like I said, trying to figure out topics and trying to figure out what to say about them. And it, I'm sure you've noticed by now that I try to give both sides of it or whatever the topic may be, or as, you know, personal accounts of the topic, whatever it may be. I mean, I really do. That's, that's kind of my goal, but I don't hold myself hard and fast to that because that would be too much work, I guess. Which also leads me into the audience feedback that does come back, like in the anonymous survey that's on every post and it's on the blogspot page, it's audience survey links. Uh, the, the responses I get, and I've gotten it two or three times now that people want more. Okay. Well, the question that I have to that person that's asking for more, what more do you want? What more do you want? And I'll tell you folks, it's, it's really hard when the people that do write, uh, mostly share their thanks for the show. And, uh, sometimes they share, how it's affected their decisions in life or uh, certain circumstances mirror certain things or they have the same opinion of me as, as myself. I, there's the, I've, I've played the ones I can in listener feedback. I've read the ones in listener feedback. So, you know, binge listen, long-time listeners, you know, you've heard it. And if this is your first episode, go back and find it. Almost every episode that is a solo episode, meaning it's not a conversation, has listener feedback of some nature. And so when these people ask for more, but yet don't give me things to talk about, don't give me topics to, to speak more on, speak more of, you know, ask me questions to lead to more conversations and topics and things like that, that's where I get boggled. I mean, it's a two, it's a two, ed, it's a, it's a double edged sword, the whole more thing, because as I mentioned not too long ago, the longer the episode, the more time it takes to edit and put together. Also, the more space it takes up in, you know, cyberspace as it's streaming or downloading and such. So I try to take into consideration storage space on your individual listening devices, however that may be, whether it's streaming or uh, downloading, because downloading takes up space. Streaming will take up some sort of data stream, whether it's a Wi-Fi or not. You know, so many options. So, so that's one thing I take into consideration, as well as the time it takes to put the stuff in, you know, involved into whatever it topic is. So if you guys don't tell me more, I can't give you more. I can come up with some things. For example, if, what, a few episodes back, I think it was 88, 
um, I made a, uh, I don't want to give this away if you haven't heard it yet. So I say go here, I believe it's episode 88, where there's a, let's just say a visit from the episode called Voices in My Head, right? And yes, I just confirmed it is episode 88. And then I also, last episode, 91. So I've, threw, I, I've thrown that out there as well. Uh, mostly because it's fun for me and the, the few responses uh, uh, in regards to episode five, the voices in my head. So that's why that's there. If you haven't figured it out by now. Uh, and I am specifically looking for response on that because it's, uh, it takes a little more time to put together. It takes a little more energy to put together, but I enjoy it. It's fun for me and I would hope it would be fun for you. So give me response on that. And at this point, we're still waiting on the survey to end for the name, the new secondary topic, which I'll get into when we get to the secondary topic. But that goes back to listener feedback, listener response. Here is something totally anonymous that you can click and choose, you know, your own or write in your own option. And it's been going for almost, almost three full weeks now. And the, the response is very low. It's less than 10. 10. Less than 10 people have responded on that survey. And so to you less than 10 people out there that are listening and know who you are, thank you. Thank you very much. And for the rest of you that haven't gotten to it yet or, or whatever, maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe people backlog a month's set of, of episodes. You know, so people are constantly one month behind. So they always have something to listen to. And in whatever it is for their episodes, or not episodes, for their shows that they listen to, to the podcast they listen to. Well, if there's those types of people, I know there's got to be people that listen pretty close to, to drop date. And I, I've gotten response about that. So I know there's at least a handful of people that listen to as close to drop date as possible. Try not to get behind at all. So then maybe that's where those less than 10 responses came from. I don't know, folks. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but this is this is what's in my head. This is what I'm at. I mean, this is episode 92, and let's let's face it. Let's face it. There's not that many topics, generalized topics, without getting too specific and too opinionated. Because I try not to get just my own opinionated side for this particular show. I want to keep it very neutral. I want to keep it open to everybody. You know, that's a, a, a form of equality that I'm trying to, to push out there, you might say. So there's, can, there's only a certain number of topics. And the thing I've noticed in the last year is the normalization of transgender being transgender, the topic of transgender, knowing someone that's transgender, being transgender yourself, or just a different uh, a gender variant, you know, gender queer, gender fluid, non-binary, uh, asexual, all of that, as that awareness grows, and being in Pride Month, it's very, very prominently in, in the news, usually, that it's become more normalized more everyday news in the last year. I mean, really ever since the 
big Caitlyn Jenner come out point and more and more uh, transgender people became open about their status. It, that just seems to be the, the observation I've had. And, and so the topics become slimmer and slimmer. That's kind of the reason I put this one out there. I'm going to make this shit up as I go. I'm not going to have a formalized topic. I'm just going to ramble on and, and, and go and see where my, my thoughts and tangents lead. So that's what this episode is. And, and it's also kind of a vent. <laughs> Let's face it. I, I just, just kind of vented about how, how many downloads I get and how little return it brings back. It's, it's, it's weird. And it's in, and I haven't had a chance to, you know, socialize with other podcasters and, uh, socialize, meaning off mic and hang out, have a, have, have a meal, have a, have a coffee, have a drink, have some form of refreshment for, you know, an hour or three or something and just talk about the medium, you know, talk about their process. And most of that's because the, uh, the conventions, the gatherings that happen seem to happen in cities that I'm not close to. I mean, Los Angeles is the closest, but that would require, you know, overnight travel and admission and things like that. And that's just, that's just not anything that's uh, really available right, right now to me. So, and there's nothing local. So, you know, it's, it, you can't, it, you can't talk, you know, the podcasting realm with, with, uh, with people easily. I mean, and they're out there. Yes. But most of the time when I've tried to talk to them and find those people, they're, well, they want to talk about their show. So they get listenership. I get it. I know I, <laughs> I do the same thing. And then I try not to. Usually when I go someplace where I feel that the knowledge of the podcast would be appropriate, I usually give one, maybe two, uh, name drops, we'll say. And I don't mean name drops of people who've been on the show. I mean name drop the show. Yeah, yeah, I do my own show, uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast, A Transgender Experience, where I, uh, you know, docu document my journey, my life in a stream of consciousness fashion week to week. And I leave it at that. And if they want, if whoever I'm talking to wants more information, okay, I give it to them. But, uh, it, but the process of, of podcasting is not easy to be spoken about, you know? I mean, because most of the time, all the podcasters are focused on their own show, which makes sense. Oh, wow, I don't know how I got off on this tangent. So, but nonetheless, I can't talk about, you know, listenership and what's the return and this, that, and the other stuff with other podcasters. So I seem to be venting about it now. And like I said, what a tangent. Holy fuck. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's hear from Tom Slate. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Yes, Tom Slayton. Uh, this week we're going to talk about TomSlayton.com forward slash the making of a beaver dam. Uh, this is one of his photos, and it caught my eye from the thumbnail. And it's uh, it's one of those average trees. Average trees. What What's an average tree? Um that's been gnawed at by a beaver that's almost ready to, to fall over. And what makes me wonder is why it's even still standing up. <laughs> so go check out 
TomSlayton.com forward slash the making of a beaver dam and tell them Charlie sent you. jokes so terrible they're actually funny this is a list that i got somewhere on the internet it was originally published on tickled the dot com in june of 2015 this week number six two cannibals are eating a clown one says to the other, does this taste funny to you? Yes, 20 jokes so terrible, they're actually funny. Secondary topic, as I mentioned before, there's a survey that's over on the show notes, and I've posted it on Facebook a few times. It's from SurveyMonkey. Go out there, select uh, from a number of, I think it's eight different options, or write your own in to help me find an actual name for this segment, the secondary topic. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about sex versus love. Um, This is something I heard years and years ago, and I mean, it's changed throughout the times, but it's, I think it's also part of the original root of us. And I'm talking about the saying that I heard back in the early eighties. So, I mean, we're talking 30 years ago and it's men give love for sex while women give sex for love. I want to throw that out there and let you just kind of ponder it for a moment. So let's have some interlude music. And now that you've pondered it for, I don't know, about probably 20 seconds or so, I know it's not the average statement. It's not something that is, you know, blanket statement covers for everyone. Uh, and when I, when I say that, I'm talking about trans men and trans women as well. And it just, it's something to ponder, something to think about. There's a few articles that I've seen out on the internet. I'm not even going to guide you to them. I'll let you discover that on your own because I wasn't content with what I had found. It seemed very over-psychological. And I was like, no, no, this this is too too esoteric. This is not the root under the cause that I think that I'm looking for as far as an answer goes. Um, 
And I think it's just part of how um, culture has evolved through society. I mean, you think back a hundred years ago, the roles of the, the the male roles in the in the the average male roles in the community versus the average female roles in the community a hundred years ago, to what they are now and how things are changing and evolving and, and becoming more and more equal. I mean, it's 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 an ever changing situation. So I'm, I'm not even want to waste time to getting into it on a podcast that's just going to sit there and you know sit sit out there in the internet, you know, marking time and you know the end of June 2016 when something like this is going to evolve to probably really drastically coming up here in the next decade as the the thought and understanding of equality spreads across the nation or on the globe, but. Besides that, I'm talking about that inner workings of, you know, what people give and take and understand as far as the concept of, of love and the, you know, act of sex. You know, how do they correlate with one another? You know, I mean, I know some people are able to separate. I know some people can't separate the two. I mean, it's just that, that that's, this, that's the type of stuff I don't even want to get into on a, on a solo conversation here because, you know, I just, I just don't. But it's something I wanted to throw out to you. It's something I haven't heard since, like I said, the early 80s. So I think I was just starting in junior high, which is now considered middle school. But it's something I had heard on the news or an article or I overheard somebody say. I mean, it wasn't in school. But uh, it's. I wanted to throw that out to you folks. So... Think about it. Get back to me. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. And let me, let me know what you think about that because it's something, it's a discussion topic. It's not a solo, you know, riff topic, if you understand what I mean. My thoughts on it though, um, I, I, I do know in the earlier years of my life, when the closer I was to, uh, uh sexual peak, you know, as it's called, just because of the nature of design by the body, that, uh, that, that you do want to have a lot of, you know, physical contact, sexual physical contact when you're at that secondary, you know, phase of, of life or of puberty. And the same is true for the female gender. It just happens in what, 20-something years later, or 10, 10 years to 20 years later. And it's, it's just something interesting to ponder. And that's really what this, this particular secondary topic was about. So take, go, listen on to the rest of the show, and get back to me on it, either through email or the Facebook. Listener feedback. Here we go. Uh, I only have one listener feedback. It's from a brand new listener, at least first time writing in listener. It's from Rachel in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Wrote me in mid-June and had to say, found your show while searching out and listening to transgender podcasts at work. Most of them were no longer being continued, but yours was and had a long history. It took all of about 10 to 15 minutes to hear you had the right personality, that I was genuinely interested in your views and insights. 
You have a good soul and a thoughtful, creative spirit. Listen to a few of your newer podcasts at first and now have listened back from the 1st to the 22nd. Many standouts, and at this point, my favorites were your two shows featuring your wife. While knowing the background and that there are partners who will stick by us is huge to me. It felt so good listening to those shows. It was like my body produced dopamine the whole time. I'm a 48-year-old transgender person currently going through HRT now for two years, working toward being 24-7 and presenting as female in the near future. Had to finish facial hair removal or at least get to a point I can deal with on a daily basis. I fall short of considering myself a full-blown transsexual and not considering having bottom surgery. That isn't where my dysphoria lies. I came out over Memorial Weekend 2016 and have talked to the HR department at my work, plus the big boss, and my immediate boss also know. Found out recently that they knew before considering me for a lead person job, and it didn't rule me out as a candidate. I love that you offer a different, more gender-fluid concept to your show. I know I fall somewhere in the spectrum, and knowing there are other options out there helps me to understand the path I am on. Knew I was different from the moment I tried on my sister's play dress around three or four years old, but had no resources to fully understand until I was much older. I was shy, and embarrassment was my worst fear, so I kept silent for 35 years. Didn't understand the feelings and emotions I had, nor why I was so different from other boys while growing up. Had dreams of being a girl and a mix of female characteristics within them all my life. Felt like a fake trying to be male, which caused me to shy away from relationships with females, though I did go through the dating cycle learning curve. I did try on clothes here and there over the years, but it was never a sexual thing for me and was not, and was not comfortable with labeling myself a crossdresser or TV. It wasn't until I was 35 years old that I saw myself totally done up from head to toe in the mirror for the first time, and it clicked. This was the image I had had of myself in my own mind without realizing it was female. How does a person do that and not see it is beyond me. But it was now staring back at me. It was an epiphany, and many things fell into place. I started having recall of moments and dreams I'd had all over my lifetime. A crucial period in my life was meeting a woman and having a relationship with her for over seven years in which I was able to open up and explore with her my true self. She was accepting and helped me greatly. Never been so close to a person before and felt she also was able to open up and explore a part of herself with me. Bill, this is why your shows with your wife had such a big impact on me and I thank you both so much for that. Getting along here and I know you're a busy person. Again, want to thank you for all your hard work and sharing a personal side of yourself. Love your Groucho Marx impersonation, and it is so spot on I feel you could breathe life in back into that character in some format commercially. It is like hearing an old friend from the past, and your love and understanding of that person comes across very well. All my best to you and yours, Rachel in Kansas City, Kansas. P.S. Feel free to use any and all of this content on your show. Well, Rachel, as you just heard, I read that over the air. So thank you so very much for writing and sharing your connections with the show and my life. And I see there's a lot of similarities between the two of us. Uh, I, the woman I was with before my wife was a seven year relationship and she's the one from past episodes where I've said has helped me cross the threshold. So you understand that uh, tremendously, I'm sure, uh, but based on what you wrote in your email and 
it is nice to know that there are others out there that are going through or have gone through either the exact same thing within their own realm or pretty goddamn close to it. And to know you're not alone and being that you're right in my age bracket as well, I think you're a couple of years older than I am. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about regarding the embarrassment. It was such a huge thing to be able to say to women I was in relations with that I enjoyed wearing women's clothes, which I know from your email you understand. And I am glad that you found someone to be able to explore that with you as well. It's, it's very nice to, to hear from people like yourself where your journey has a lot of the same as mine. Because now I know that all the little stories and tidbits and tangents and what have you throughout the last 91 episodes, you know, minus the conversations and a few random ones out there that aren't all trans related and such, uh, have, have a point now. They have merit that there's, uh, as you pointed out, little, many little, uh, I don't remember your exact words, but there was bits and pieces throughout the entire first uh, 22 episodes that you have uh, latched onto and some of the more current episodes, as you mentioned. So it's so nice to know that there are others out there and that there are people listening. And I know this is ironic because I just went through the first half of this show basically saying, why is nobody listening? <laughs> and here I get this wonderful, wonderful listener feedback email and it, uh, it, it really is a great yin to the yang of earlier, isn't it, folks? I mean, here I go off for, I don't know how long I went. I, I, I didn't look at the counter when I started uh, that section. And I went off about, hey, I got all these downloads, but nobody's getting back to me. And then here in this email is, is a lovely, lovely worded email from, from a listener who is enjoying the shit out of the show, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Uh, it's so wonderful to hear stories like yours, Rachel. And I hope that there are others out there now that this reaches to and allows you to share your story as well. So reach out to me, get in touch with me. I've said the email so many times, the Facebook page, all that. It's all at the end of the show, which is coming up soon. So I'm not going to waste time saying it now. Not, there's our closing music. Like I said, the end of the show is happening. There we go. <laughs> end of the show. Wow. Okay, well, I will say that this didn't come out exactly as I had intended when I put the list together, the outline together, but what the hell, right? It's Stream of Consciousness podcast, and the title says I'm making it up as I go along. So there you are. Uh, thanks for sticking around to the end if, uh, if you made it all the way here. I know some of you have, and I know some of you do next episode uh because of my whole back issue that i'm going through right now i'm going to plan on an easy episode i'm going to call it happy birthday america uh just because uh, it happens right around the fourth of july weekend so i'm going to celebrate celebrate the fourth of july with you folks with some stuff i'm going to find on the internet and probably some classic fourth uh, of july music so that's what's up for next episode 
As I've said so many times, I am always looking for topics and guests for the show. So send them to me, changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. You can message me there and let me know what you want to hear or who you want to hear. If there's a guest that you're like, ah, it would be interesting to hear these people on your show. Let me know if, if I can, you know, connect with these people. I will. If not, then, hey, I'll let you know. Just keep listening. That's, that's the key right there. Keep listening to the show. All right. Hey, if you haven't done so already, go to the Blogspot page, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com, and click on the Amazon banner. Takes you right to Amazon, shop to your heart's delight, buy all the stuff you normally buy on Amazon, and pennies on the dollar come back to help out the show. It really does help. It's allowed me to purchase uh, a replacement set of earbuds for my iPhone. It uh, helped pay, uh, pay for uh, one of the books I down I not downloaded, ordered off the uh, ordered off of Amazon. So every little bit helps. Thank you so very much. And if you want to help more, there is a PayPal donate button over there at the Blogspot page. And, of course, join Patreon, patreon.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity. First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Here's the end. Thank you for stopping by. And remember...